Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Debate. Tonight I am joined by Matthew Shaw and Jay Mathams and we are debating whether it is okay for brands such as Nike and Adidas to be signing children to endorsement deals. Okay, gents, nice to meet you and to see you. Uh, Matt, this is your first episode on the show, so it's great to have you on. Uh, Jay, you're an old-timer. I think this is maybe your third or fourth episode now, so uh, it should be good. I think it's a really juicy topic for us to uh, to get our teeth into as well. Uh, as we do every single episode, we start by tossing a coin to see who goes first. Uh, as Matt, you're new to the show, would you like heads or tails? Tails. tails it is would you like to go first or second yeah yeah i'll go i'll go first all right um you, you what go. if i don't use three minutes do i get a penalty do i get kicked off or something no it's it's a maximum of three minutes you'll be okay but uh you want to set your argument you out. forfeit the debate <laughs> <laughs> okay. don't tell him john that's a rule that's, yeah, that's okay. a rule all right <laughs> all right i'm gonna set the timer whenever you are ready Okay, yeah, I'm not, uh, there's not a uh, timer on screen, is there? Sorry, I'll let you know, don't worry. Okay. Right, well, this isn't something I feel super strongly about either way, but there's just something I find a little bit odd about the idea of paying children for stuff like this. And I don't know if it's because of the, the, the socialist in me or not, but... um. I don't really have a great evidence base to support why I think this, but there are some anecdotes, some interesting anecdotes, particularly in the US press, about some of the issues that might come about with this. Um, so, for example, there's a quarterback, a high school quarterback, I think in Texas, either this year or, or last year, just been reading about him. Um He's getting paid more than all of his coaching staff because of endorsements. Now, my concern is, well, there's several things I have concerns with. We we think about things like power relations. I would be concerned that that quarterback has a lot of say um, just simply because he's earning more money. I think it would be difficult to engage that individual when things are going wrong. So I suppose it can have a really strange relationship with the coaching team, but also with the other players. So I suspect it can create a lot of animosity in a, in a, in a locker room, as they would say over there, um, and lots of tension within a team. But I suspect it would create, I suspect you'd put a tag on your back as well for some people in opposite teams. So... I forgot the kid's name. The kid with the uh, big curly hair, Barcelona. He's signed to Nike, isn't he? Uh, how old is he now? Kind of like nine or ten. Um, if basically he was targeted and severely injured to the point where he doesn't no longer have a football career, that wouldn't surprise me. So they're my major concerns, really. Um, these individuals that might see it as a payday now, now but 
have maybe not considered the long-term implications of the future when they're when they're chasing um, the dollar or the pound or the euro or whatever. Just to go back to that quarterback example, he graduated out of high school early just so he could go to college so that he could exploit the the different rules on endorsement. I worry is that a decision he might come to regret even in five or ten years' time? I don't know. So they're my they're my concerns really. Generally, I just find it a bit odd to be paying kids to do this kind of thing, and have they really thought through the long term implications of doing so? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, some very interesting points raised. Jay, over to you. Lovely. Thanks, John. Thanks, Matt. Um, I, I definitely agree with you, Matt, in regards to um, that, that there's something quite off-putting about um, children or youngsters having these deals. But I think a lot of it comes down to how, how they're looked after and how they're managed. So I think for me, I think there should be equal opportunity for uh, younger younger athletes, younger stars to have these endorsement deals because I think it's really good for equality it's really good for diversity across a brand as well and to to really try and look at different role models right across the spectrum from a young age all the way to um, older age, which I think is neglected as well to a certain extent. Um, I, I, I think the management for me is the big thing. I, I always remember a story and I, I looked at, up, up this today about, and John will probably laugh because I'm coming back to football and potentially football manager, but Freddie Adu, who was in... He was in the States about, it must have been about 20 years ago. And um, YouTube sen- uh, sensation. He was signed by Nike, but he was managed by his, his mother, I think. Um, and I think th- that, that um, commercial deal really knocked him off, gave him too much hype, like you said, made him a target. But it just makes me wonder whether, what, why, why can't youngsters and why can't um, younger athletes be managed the same way adults are now? So we have we have lots of um, lots of sports stars that are signed up to management companies that do their PR, do their commercial deals, and they're they're often lawyers, accountants, and 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 different professional people that really look after their well. You'd like to think their interests of their of their clients. So I think regulation and and management is definitely something which would probably be better in this day and age. I'd hope so anyway. Um, especially with lots, lot. That's a bigger part of sport, in my opinion. So um, I would like, I would like to think if the Freddie Adu, Freddie Adu situation was to happen again, it would be much better managed. But let's see what you guys think. Okay, thanks, Jay. We'll take a very quick break, and then we'll come back and cross-examine each other's arguments. Okay, Matt, as you went first, uh, pitching your argument, I'll let you come back on to Jay first to see if you've got uh, any points you want to pick up with him on any of the things that he raised first. And then after that, I'll cross over to Jay. Right, so I can go first, yeah? Yeah, you can cross-examine Jay first, that's it. <sighs> cross-examine, bloody hell, I'm sweating now. Um... <laughs> Not as much as Jay is. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there, was some, there was some interesting stuff there about kind of equality, but I, can't, I don't know if I like that, though. I don't know if I like this idea of treatment the same as adults. You know, kind of from a sports science perspective, one of these kind of phrases that has been banded around at the moment and completely valid is kids aren't just small adults in the same way women aren't just men when it comes to, say, sport uh, physiology-related research. And I just... I don't know if it's because I'm a father as well, but they're not adults. I don't think we should be treated like that. I don't think we should be exposed to the same things as adults. We're already exposed to too many things. And I think Freddie Adu is an example of why endorsements are a bad idea, really. Um, I mean, no one can read his mind, but how much do we know? How much has that contributed to the fact that, you know, he was this superstar for about five minutes and then um, nothing happened with him? I think about Martin Erdegaard as well, actually. I forget that he's like still only like 12 years old, isn't he? But he's been around forever. Um, yeah, he's obviously doing very well. He's playing at Arsenal, but if we kind of move more broadly across, how many times do you see like a child actor or child musician that blow up and almost every time they go off the rails crazy? I just think about, for example, Justin Bieber. He's finally got his life on track, but he was he was in some dodgy territory at some point. And how much is that wrapped up in the kind of commercialization of a child? And so I understand what you're saying. Potentially it could be better regulated but me maybe being the kind of a bit of a socialist again, I do fundamentally believe that people will be corrupted at a certain price tag. And I think there will always be someone who will take advantage of that in terms of like an agent. This is just a personal belief. I don't think agents will all act in a kind of altruistic way. There'll be plenty of them out there who'd want to take advantage of a child uh, who's been paid for their image rights. So I think fundamentally I'm saying this is just something we could avoid as another way of making sure they're not treated like adults because they're not. And it's just something we don't need to expose them to. That's great. Jay, do you want to come back on any of those points? And then obviously I'll give you the opportunity to uh, come back on any of the original points that Matt made. Yeah, definitely. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the reason though to take those decisions and, and, and all of that stress away from um, younger athletes and younger um, potential role models to, to lots of different, um, lots of different ch- uh, other children. So, I mean, if you can, if you can have, really good companies and really good organizations that are looking after the welfare so these these young athletes can just enjoy what they're doing and they don't have to worry about what they need to negotiate what they need to be doing um in that in that regard um the stress around contracts and all the legality around stuff and it just gets if it gets managed better for them i i I don't think it's particularly fair to say um because you're under the age of 12 we 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 can't we can't sponsor you and also i look, i look at it as what if nike or adidas wanted to sponsor someone as like a scholarship for instance and it could be that they might take on lots and this might already happen they might they might um sponsor lots of different athletes and really really boost up their career and give them chances that they might have never had so um i do appreciate it is very a very murky murky um, area which is why I just think there needs to be 
more regulation and, um, and, and better management companies out there. Okay. Uh, if, the, if there's anything at any point where you want to come back on each other straight away, then you're, you're more than welcome to do so. You don't have to necessarily wait for me to, to open the door uh, in this section of the podcast. Um, I think at this point then, though, if, if you've got any points you want to come back on, on Matt's original arguments, Jay, I don't know if you took any notes that you want to pick up on, um, this is your opportunity uh, to do so. I think the main one was one I, I just went through, actually, is just like, why not? I mean, there's there's so many adult sports um, sportsmen and women that you could probably say don't do a good job of managing themselves, and it might be that the argument is do they need better management as well? So it might be, I keep coming back to the fact that there needs to be these these players. Depends. They could be eight years old. They could be thirty eight years old. If if there is a better way to manage them and a better way to look after their their welfare, um, I'm all for it. I don't think just because um, just because they're of a younger age or an older age potentially or or whatever that they should be they shouldn't be they shouldn't be sponsored they shouldn't have any commercial deals. Okay, Matt, is there anything you want to come back on there? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I just feel like. I think the best way to protect these kids is just for this kind of industry to not exist at all. I, I just can't see... I know what you're saying about if you have professionals involved that manage all of this stuff so that it's basically not on the kid's mind. Like, I just think it's inevitable that it will be. And it's not just about whether it's on that kid's mind, it's on their parents' minds, it's on someone else in their team, it's on someone else in the opposition's team, it's on the newspapers' minds. I just think it's a very <laughs> a potentially sinister area. You read about kind of commercialization of, of children and there's a lot of literature how that's linked to the sexualization of children. I just think it's it's money doesn't need to go over there. Let kids play. Let kids play. Like, if, even though I've worked in a football academy, I don't really like the idea of uh, the academization of, of, of youth either. I just think, let's try to move any kind of external source of stress where possible. And like, paying massive sums of money... <laughs> I just think it would be naive to say, oh, you don't worry about that. You just do what you're doing. And everyone else will look after you. And then that goes back to my original point. There will be someone within that who will be looking to exploit that that kid or that parent. And something I never thought about until recent until as we started talking was usually when you read about kind of endorsement deals going wrong, it's about basically the athlete doing something once they've signed a deal and they might have like Wayne Rooney lost a deal with Coca Cola. No, it was Ronaldinho. Wayne Rooney lost a deal with someone, didn't he, when he was um, accused of cheating on his wife. Michael Phelps as well, when he was a picture of him smoking weed. But what if it's the other way around? What if that kid signs a long-term deal with a brand who then get exposed? Like, if you look at Nike, for example, there is some good evidence to suggest they're still using child labour in different parts of the world. What if that kid signs a deal, a 10-year deal at 12 years old and become a bit more um, engaged in um, something like climate change? 
And then they realize, okay, that was a really bad idea now because I'm an adult with hindsight and the ability to reflect a bit better. You can't really do anything about the past, can you? And so <clears throat> I just think there's lots of lots of complexities involved with being sponsored by a brand that are well out of your control and that might be regrettable as you become an adult. What I will yeah, say is I mean, though, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, kind of to contradict myself, I know that in the US there is a law that if you sign a sponsorship deal as a kid under the age of 18, you're able to opt out of it basically as you turn 18. So I suppose the the problem with that is if you're you're the actual brand, there's issues with trying to sponsor a kid anyway. Yeah, yeah. So just a hypothetical, hypothetical point. What if um, someone with the profile of Greta Thunberg um, linked up with a, a huge company, a Nike, an Adidas, um, was, was looking at sort of um, green, green energy and obviously climate change and, and looking after ourselves in terms of green exercise and stuff like that. Just imagine how much following she would have and how much she could inspire other children in and around her age and older and younger um if what if that was something that she she wanted to do and that nike or adidas or whoever wanted to to go to, to go with as well i just think there are lots of positives and i think in the past we've seen lots of lots of negative situations that have arisen from this it doesn't mean we can't do it better in the future to- totally on board with what you're saying about um going down going down routes where children might not be protected totally on board with that but also there's a lot of good i feel that could come out of 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 potential sponsorship deals as well i don't i don't know if i agree with that like greta thunberg's got like i don't know she must have at least 10 million i bet she's got nearly 15 million followers on twitter or instagram probably instagram is Nike going to change that? I think that's just going to get an absolute hammering in the press. Someone who basically doesn't buy clothes brand new. Why mm. would she engage with a... No, I mean, I was using that as an example in terms of like profile and stuff like that. But um, Yeah, but it goes or, to my wider maybe, point or, of... Yeah, maybe, maybe what if um, she teams up with like a, um, a sustainable, a new sustainable brand, for instance. Which is probably a bit more. That's a bit more realistic. How old is she? She must be eighteen. No, she's I think not she's 18 sixteen, yet. isn't she? Yeah, I can't tell you. I think she's sixteen. Um, that's a good question. It's a good question. I think, I think it would be better, you. but I, but yeah, I yeah. think she's a, a probably a strange person to use because she's probably a pretty considerate person who thinks very carefully mm. about who she's aligned with are these kids who happen to be like um, world-class talents, do they think like that? I'm not sure. And also, are they going to be world-class talents in 10 years' time? You use Freddie Addy in the kind of opening argument. I would say that is probably one of the worst cases to use for why you should invest yeah, yeah. early. Is he even playing this guy? Where is he? How old is he? He must be early 30s. But I, I, I use that in in the sense that if 
if he was managed in a better way, or if he was if he was looked after by a proper management company, what could he have done? Given his talent as a youngster, I know it's hypothetical. Yeah, but how, how does that relate to him as a footballer? In terms of his profile well, talking, and stuff like you're that? You're talking or? about him being managed appropriately. Like, how would being signed to a brand like Adidas or Nike have stopped him not as being anywhere near as successful as he was hyped up to be? No, so what I mean by that is if, if there was a company a management company that looks after his personal affairs like that so he doesn't have to, he can focus on the football. That's what I mean. And it was his, I believe it was, it was his mum at the time that was managing this, not a prof- not a professional, so mm. to speak. So, I mean, if, if that was taken away from Freddie as such, so he could just focus on his football. I'm going to... I know, um, I know it's not as easy as that, but... I'm going to ask questions in a minute, but I just think that... I think it's worth asking here. Um, it's worth pointing out that Freddie Adu's 32, by the way. He's, he's <laughs> last game was uh, in the Swedish second division last uh, in 2020. Um, I don't know if he actually got a game for Osterlen. It doesn't look like he did. Um, maybe substitute appearance, but that was his last contracted uh, club. Um, I think what you two are both kind of skirting around here is what success is. Because actually, if Freddie Adu was a pretty average player, then somebody could argue that he was managed pretty successfully to get all of those sponsorship deals and have the profile that he ended up getting. They set him up for life, arguably, and um, he might have been a pretty average player, actually. Um, so it, how are you defining success, really, is, is is the question I'm asking now, and then I'll shut up and I'll ask my questions properly in a minute. Well, I would say... I would say that that in that that particular example has been far more damaging for the brands that invested in him when he was like thirteen years old. So that's what I'm thinking yeah. of success there. Very limited for the companies that invested in him. I didn't think of that point that John was because if if Freddie had, Freddie Adu and his family came into millions of dollars, then that's a pretty good outcome for them, isn't it? Really, I mean, it, it might have it might have been detrimental to his actual football aspirations, and let's face it, as a kid, I would imagine that's all he wanted to do. Mm. But in, in terms of a economical out, outcome, like you say, Maybe. he's he's probably set for life, and he's got stories to tell for life as well. If he ever mm. wanted to go down that route, I guess the problem with all of this stuff is we never know. We can never tell what a person's actual potential is. We just. We we think that they've got potential at thirteen, but we never really know whether it's whether it's just a star that's shining brightly early, and that's really the limit of the person's talent, or whether it's a case of it was poor management and all these different factors, or, or, or most likely a combination of lots of different things. Um, but okay, let's take a quick break there, and when we come back, I can I'll have permission to ask questions rather than just butting into your arguments. Uh, 
Okay, I just wanted to take a quick second to thank you all for tuning into this episode. We really appreciate your doing so. And if you've got any feedback or comments you would like to share, you can find us on Twitter, which is www.twitter.com forward slash sports debate pod. You can also visit our website, which is www.awfullygood.org forward slash sports hyphen debate. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, gents, uh, thank you very much to start with for your thoughtful arguments. I think it was a tricky one to start with to um, to get into, uh, but I think we, we kind of teased apart some of the points at the end. Um, I think the first question I've got is, I think Jay was talking about, about the, the opportunity for students, to, um, students, for young athletes with these deals to be role models for other young kids effectively. Um, my question really was, do we think that's right? Because that's a, that seems to be a lot of pressure to be putting on young shoulders, maybe 13 year old kids that are being signed up and being touted as the next big thing. And then also expecting them to be role models before they've even had the opportunity to make mistakes themselves that the rest of us all had the opportunity to do in private, you know? So I just wondered what your thoughts were on this idea of, I don't know, shining a light on young kids and, and asking them to be role models before they've really had the opportunity to to make those mistakes um, behind closed doors, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's about putting them in the... Put them in a, putting them in a light where they encourage others to potentially play that particular sport. For instance, it might be a runner, it might be a gymnast, it might be, might be any sport. And I, th- I think it's... The way I was looking at that was... Could they inspire others to get into into a particular sport or a particular activity, rather than, I mean, role model is quite a a, a broad term, isn't it? And it's more mm. about inspiring other people. You might see someone your age, or or um, potentially there might be a disability, and then that might resonate with with lots of other other people as well, and it mm. might inspire others to get involved. I. I... Get that i just can't help but thinking so i know obviously we're taking a bit of a broad brush approach here and that in some sports for example um gymnastics is it's not unheard of for kids to be the very very peak of their athletic career in uh, early adolescence um so it's probably the the only opportunity that they are going to have they could probably have to be children realistically to be getting those sponsorship deals i think people like simone biles are, are exceptions rather than the rule um but i can't help but thinking that even just in, even just being an influence to inspire other people, like thirteen-year-old me, would not be inspiring anybody. No matter how good at a sport I was, I was just like I just feel like it would have been, I don't know, a huge amount of pressure for for even even for it to be touted that at thirteen that I could be inspiring other people or I could be doing um, like a voice of a generation or any of that kind of stuff that often gets banded around. Um, yeah, I just think it. it like, I think one of the points Matt was making was really about, can we not just let kids be kids? Um, and yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I have to agree. It doesn't fit. It doesn't sit super well with me either. This kind of notion of, it, yeah, like be a talented young player, but also expecting them to be a role model as well on top of that. It's just like, that seems just a lot to be putting on people. 
Well, it's, it's two things for me. Like, yes, being a, a role model that's in the public eye must be extremely stressful. And two, if you do get in that position, why should it be as a result of a commercial endorsement and not for just something that you've done? Mm. Greta Thunberg, if go back to that example, you know, she's an icon. She's a morsel now, let's mm-hmm. face it. And she's a, she's going to be a hero to a lot of people. Mm. But it wasn't through being sponsored by Apple or whatever. It was just through action. Mm. And I suppose the idea of being a role model is relative. And like, I think we're just generally caught up in this idea of trying to be really good on a macro level rather than a micro level. Like, let's just think about kids being polite with the rest of their team Mm. Being respectful of coaches, if we're thinking in a sports context, being respectful of the teachers, you can be a role model in a very, very small um, community. I just don't see the need to expose kids in any way on a national, international, multi million kind of eyeballs level. Mm. <laughs> it's just like. I kind of get it though. For squeeze. Yeah, so I do kind of get it. So I, I think the Greta Thunberg example is a difficult one, but actually, if we think about the Freddie Adu example, like, I guess arguably this could come down to a like a, a more of a an ideological perspective, really. That actually, if you are somebody that that almost believes that the ends justify the means, rather than somebody that that's um, more from like a deontological perspective around rule adherence and expectations, that kind of uh, approach, that actually somebody like Freddie Adu would have inspired lots of young black kids in America to take up soccer because it's a, it was, a, I think at the time, maybe the fifth or sixth most popular sport. Um, and without those big brand endorsements and those plat- the platform that they fundamentally gave him, would he have had that voice to actually go out and be be a role model, be a spokesperson for his generation and uh, and uh, people within his community as well. I don't think that a 13-year-old soccer player is going to get that level of fame necessarily, no matter how good they are in the States, unless a, a yeah. brand like Nike comes in and says, we're going to splatter you all over every media outlet. We want to be putting you in front of the camera for interviews. Like, So there is a flip side to this that actually it's possibly how you view how you view the world really is is how uh the benefits like whether the benefits outweigh uh the cons effectively sorry jay go on no i think i think you're spot on there that's exactly what i was i was going to say was that maybe i'm a uh, maybe i'm a super optimist and i i just love the opportunity that um a young sports sports person could could get from that and the wider reach they'd have especially in this day and age, for um, for someone like Freddie Adu or you could name any other sports um, sports person um, to to really enjoy that support and to, to spread their message, really. Mm. I wonder if, like, how many adult American soccer players have had that level of, like, phenom status i think landon donovan was probably the player of his generation in in major league soccer coming over to the uh, coming over Absolutely. to europe um but he didn't have anywhere near the level of reach and global kind of um influence as, as 
uh, arguably considerably less talented player of Freddie Adu. Um, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or not, arguably. I think um, there are pros and cons. I, I guess the second question I had for both of you then is, in some sports, we like we've focused a fair bit on football here, but in some sports, college kids, like not adults, but children, you know, I think Matt gave the example of a QB getting paid uh, ridiculous sums of money. Some of these college leagues in America are, are generating millions and millions and millions of dollars. Arguably, is it, not, is it not right that these child athletes are able to get a piece of the pie, really? If everybody else is getting a cut off of their labor, especially if they're going to get injured, like potential to get injured and maybe they lose their career, is it not right in some aspects that they do get a, a cut of the, the revenues that are being generated? Well, it would go back to my kind of more... <laughs> I suppose what's the word I want to use? My maybe I'm looking at it from a more of an ideal perspective, but I fundamentally don't think so much money should exist in those environments anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like any individual should be uh, should own their image mm-hmm. and how it's used. Obviously, obviously, but. You don't think that the, the league should exist in the first place? No, no, no. I just think what we're talking about right now is just just more commercialism in mm-hmm. an industry, in a context that's already over-commercialized. Mm. I just think if, it, if we fully embrace this, it's just going to open floodgates and you're just going to have kids... I mean, you're both involved in football. You already know the issues with that in that. In an academy, you're not bothered about playing for the team. You're bothered about being seen so you can sign the contract. We take that a step further. Soon you're just going to be bothered about being seen for the purpose of an endorsement, Mm. for the purpose of an Instagram show or reel or whatever it's called these days. Mm -hmm. So I just think it would be a slippery slope and we'd lose the value of youth sport. Even more so. Okay. On that note, let's call it quits there. Uh, If I was to summarise the arguments that have been presented, I would say that fundamentally Matt has um, issues with, and and I'll give you both the opportunity to come back and clarify any of these points after, but fundamentally I think your position, Matt, is that kids should just be allowed to be kids really and, and sport should just be something that's that's enjoyable and maybe something that turns into in the future but actually too much too soon can be can be a problem and actually exploiting kids at an early age can have negative consequences in the future so um especially signing long deals with um before young people have even got the mental capacity to be trialed as an adult but they can sign a 10-year deal that might end up endorsing a company that's uh developing human rights atrocities or some horrendous kind of issue like that, like child labor and things that we discussed. Um, whereas I think Jay's thinking of it from a, from an opportunities perspective that he wouldn't want to limit young people from getting scholarships and opportunities. And he's looking at things with a very positive, um, positive lens that actually if things were all handled well without exploitation then actually it could be a really great thing to give underprivileged people a voice and a platform and an opportunities to to progress with their career 
I happen to think that this is a complicated issue, but I tend to side more with Matt on this one. Um, that I think, I don't know, maybe it's just that we're a bit more skeptical of the world and um, Jay's a bit more positive about things, but I tend to think that like it would be lovely if, if sport was like that and people weren't looking to um, to exploit athletes at every corner. But I think the reality is there are some pretty shady folks and as soon as you bring money and, and certainly big money into into these environments, it tends to attract the sharks effectively. Um, and although I think... I think the more the more money that comes into it, John, the whenever there's more money there's going to there's going to be more exploitation unfortunately which is why mm-hmm. for me it regulation and we we hear regulation about sports all over the place at the moment it needs mm-hmm. to be then there needs to be stricter rules there needs to be better regulation there needs to be you look at all of these agents that are flying about in different sports mm-hmm. some haven't even got a qualification mm-hmm. and they're still allowed they're still allowed to work so for mm-hmm. me if we want to fix this because let's face it, the money's only going to get going to get the money pot's going to get bigger and bigger, isn't it? So mm-hmm. we, we we need to we need to address that point to make it safer for not only our not only our younger sports sports people, but our entire our entire cohort of adults and everybody that's involved. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, although I I agree, I just don't see it happening uh, no, anytime no, soon no. because the people that are involved in sport, I think it's so the higher levels of sport is it's so ingrained into the culture now that actually you're you're asking I don't know you're asking the people that have created the system to change the system, and it's not in their benefit to do so. They've created it in the no. way that they have because of. They are, they are getting benefits from that system. Uh, I think we've talked about like government interventions and things in the past, certainly within in the UK with the Premier League and the whole kind of European Super League and all that kind of stuff. There was talk about government interventions, but I just don't think that would ever work. So I don't think but sport is global. You can't you can't regulate at a national level really uh, without cutting your nose off to spite your face, arguably. So I just don't know how it would even be done. Um, I don't even know how we could possibly reg- regulate. Um, we would need the global organisations to 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 stop to making the profits that they're making and stop exploiting the people that they're exploiting. And I just I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's more likely to go the other other direction actually, and it becomes more exploitative. <laughs>